Thank you guys so much for coming out. We're really excited to be here. Uh, if, uh, by the way, those of you who got T-shirts from the T-shirt cannon, uh, if it, uh, it's not your size, uh, we have uh, merch out in the lobby. You can exchange it there. And uh, we've got two awesome T-shirts. So yeah. come buy one if you didn't get one, right? <laughs> Sweet. That's our merch plug. That was good. It went really well. Yeah, I thought you really handled great it. great about it. People want T-shirts. They do. <laughs> there's, uh, there's some serious energy in this room right now. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, and hi, everybody who is watching on Daily Motion. Uh, this hi. is being streamed right now. So, if you uh, could feel what was happening in this room, whoa! The merch, the merch frenzy that probably didn't translate <laughs> over the interweb. Oh man, uh, guys, this is uh, this is so much fun for us because we're really excited. We're really because we're really excited. Uh, we're huge, huge, like unabashed fans of TGIF, the old classic ABC lineup of shows. That ran from early 80s to uh, mid-90s, and then they relaunched it again. Taught us how to be men and women in this world. It did do that. <laughs> it did do that. Because uh, there used to be this thing called appointment television, where um, if you wanted to watch something, you had to like watch it when it was on. Yeah. Or that was it. It was gone. It was gone. <laughs> so you'd actually stay at home on a Friday night and watch something, as opposed to DVRing or TiVoing it and then watching it like a week later or four months later. Or if you're the last king of Scotland... <laughs> from our TiVo till it deleted it after I wanted to watch it I just couldn't bring myself to hit play you wanted to be the kind of person who would watch it <laughs> <laughs> that's I guess probably true yeah I think so touche touche uh, so we have four amazing guests from four of our favorite shows that are part of the TGI lineup uh, so let's uh, let's bring them out I'm all goose shall we alright uh, first up uh, do you guys remember a little show called Mr. Belvedere what? I sure do uh, he played that lovable scamp, Wesley T. Owens. Put your hands together for Bryce Beckham. Get up here, rascal. Yeah. Yeah. We told Bryce we'd intro him first and put us the farthest away from us. Uh, I, I like uh, to be uh, isolated. It's good. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, there's a little show that uh, took place in San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> Called Full House. Uh, she played the middle Tanner Child, Stephanie. Jody Sweeten, everybody. Woo! When he wasn't anchoring, not necessarily the news, uh, he was heading the Sinclair family. He was the voice of Earl Sinclair on Dinosaur, Stuart Pankin. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> And last but certainly not least, uh, when uh, he wasn't busy uh, helping John McClane stave off terrorists at Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza, which is right off of Olympic Boulevard in Century City, and I see it daily, he was taking care of that wacky Winslow family and Family Matters, Reginald Bill Johnson! What's that? That's it. Yeah. 
we both needed help to get up here. Did you notice that? I'm just saying. <laughs> they oh. did not. <laughs> and that's our show. I, I, still think, I still think Cole was more winded than you guys, though, getting up <laughs> on the stage. That's very true. <laughs> we need about 15 minutes to get ready, Vanessa. Why don't you take over? Okay. Uh, Thank you Let's guys for being here. Cats. Thank you for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. This is a, a true pleasure. You, beca- I, I totaled up the number of episodes and seasons between your four shows. Like anyone would do. Of right? course. <laughs> because I'm a math guy. <laughs> Except not at all. Uh, between the four shows, it's 590 episodes and 27 seasons of television. Wow. wow. That's a lot of that entertainment. That is a lot of TV. Pretty crazy. You need a life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've watched all 590, I'm going to be honest, but I've seen quite a few of them. I've watched every single episode of all these shows. (laughs) Good job. Twice. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it's it's a pretty staggering number. Um, So the first one that was on the lineup, technically, in the very first year, Mr. Belvedere was on there. Yes, uh, it was our last season. We were kind of of like the kid that... uh, grows up and goes off to college and moves away right before the parents come into a bunch of money and (laughs) expand the house and build a pool and all this stuff you don't really get to take advantage of because you're already gone. Wasn't there an episode about that? Uh, There should have been. (laughs) So, yeah, we we just got in, in into the very beginning of TGIF and then it was like, okay, bye. Make, make room for these other things. We've got to put an exercise room in, honey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that exercise room was Family Matters. Yeah. Perfect segue. Um, <laughs> I just wrote that in my head. It's a workout uh, for our hearts. So Family Matters was, was nine seasons, 215 episodes. Um, and Belvedere was six seasons, 117. Dinosaur, 65 and four. And uh, Full House, 193, eight seasons. If you break it all down, you it's a guys. Lifetime, right? <laughs> yeah. Really. So I had, the, I had the least number of episodes. Yeah. Should I we be you, sitting yeah. in order of rank? Yeah. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Stir back it, everybody. Bye. Thanks, thanks for being here. Um, uh, all right. Um, so the TGF lineup, like, like I said, was appointment television. You all had to like sit down and watch it. For you guys, what was your appointment television growing up? What did you guys watch? I watched uh, the Dick Van Dyke Show. Uh, let's see, Andy Griffith, you know, oh. and um, Good Times. Those, those were my films, <laughs> yeah. Nice. All of those, Mary Tyler Moore, uh, Carol Burnett, uh, and everything on the <clears throat> Discovery and, and the Brainiac channel. Oh, good one. No, no, I didn't watch any of those. Um, let's see, my, I actually, I watched Dinosaurs. I loved Dinosaurs. I yeah! did. Nice. I, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying it because you're sitting next to me. Um, but I, I really did, I watched that show. Um, and I watched this show, I don't know if anybody remembers it, called Young Riders. Yes, I do. What is that? Yeah. Oh, I was in love with every guy on that show. I was it like sounds, 10. It's like they were amazing. Oh, it was amazing. It was, um, no, it was like, it was, was it Stephen Baldwin? I don't know. It was one it of was the Baldwin. It, there was a Baldwin, Josh, um, uh, from uh, Josh Brolin. Yes, Josh Brolin. Uh, there were a couple other guys on there, but it was it was great. It was about the uh, the Pony Express. Whoa! And um, it was basically yeah. Young Guns for television. Yeah, it was. It was like Young Guns. It was great. It was a great show. Um, I loved it, and and my dad liked westerns, and I liked boys, so it worked out very well. <laughs> um, and then, uh, gosh, what else did I watch? I th- those were like the two shows that I was really really into at the time. I didn't watch a lot of TV. You I was were kind of on like, it. working yeah, and doing so. school. And, yeah. Do you remember a show called Sky King? Yes. I used to watch that show. What is that? Penny. 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 I had the hots for Penny. (laughs) 
Sky King. Who gives a damn penny? penny. <laughs> <laughs> it's my age. It was a wonderful show. It really was. Is it like an action show? It was. He was a. He had a. He had a plane. He would go all over the world with his plane. And Penny. <laughs> oh right. He would go over the world. <laughs> and we could do his news report style. Room. And uh, Sky King, you have the hot Penny. <laughs> but it was a good show. It was like an action show, sort of like they don't make shows like that anymore these days. Everything is reality. Uh-oh, oh, did I say? Oh no. <laughs> oh. Did I say something bad? <laughs> but you, you weren't born. We, we might. I mean, we, yeah, the Lone yeah, we, Ranger, yeah. uh, Lone William Ranger. Boyd. Uh, who, who, who's that? Oh, with guy? Johnny oh, Depp. Um, Just <laughs> no, not, no, not that one. <laughs> no, no, the TV show was either. much better than the movie. It really was. <laughs> Most things were better than that movie. <laughs> yeah, what else was it? Was it a uh, uh, Circus Boy? Remember Circus Boy? Remember Circus Boy? Circus Boy. Circus Boy. Yeah. Circus yeah. Boy. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was like. Headline of the National Enquirer. Buster Crab. Yes. We are so old. <laughs> we really are. They're looking at us like, what the hell? What the hell? Wait, was Circus Boy a freak boy? Circus Boy was about a, a kid that worked around this circus area and had little, little uh, stories about being in the circus and living <laughs> around the circus. You remember? With the animals and... Now, was it a talkie? Was it a talkie? Not, was it a talkie? <laughs> was a, oh, give me a break. <laughs> that shit was a talkie. No, it was actually made for deaf people and all you saw was this. <laughs> You remember Buster Crab, Flash Gordon, anybody? Anybody? Flash Gordon? Yeah, yeah. Flash Gordon. They the don't movie. know that. Well, That's he so starred in Circus Boy. <laughs> Black, Black Beauty? Was it Black Beauty? Yes. The horse? The horse? Oh, the horse? No, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's talking about something that was entirely you. different. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Black Beauty. <laughs> Keep it clean, Stuart. Keep it clean. <laughs> That was like late 70s, right? No. <laughs> but, I, but beyond that, you're, you weren't even, you know, eggs and sperm yet. But winky, <laughs> winky dink, when you put the... Isn't put, that the thing you put in an oven and it shrinks up? No. You put a, a piece of cellophane or something over your television set and winky was over here and, and, and there was a gorge and he had to get over here. All the and, time? Yeah, yeah, and you had it, and you got up there on the television, and you drew the bridge with a crayon, and then, then Winky, you would see him walk across the bridge. Now, if you forgot to put the cellophane on there, yeah, I was just your parents would would whip you. But but Winky Ding, you remember remember Winky Ding? That 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 show seems dangerous and boring. Ah, that very just sounds rarely like can a show do that. That just sounds like a network executive was like, "What if we took that how did the chicken cross the road joke <laughs> and made it a series?" It was exciting to a little lonely boy. It was, the, it was about the same time they had you had instant color TV where you could buy the piece that had the you put it over your TV screen. You actually you colored had, your TV, right? No, no, you had you had like red, green, and blue. That's right. And it was a color TV. You had that. You don't remember anything about that, do you? <laughs> I really am old. <laughs> I really, but you know those, those shows that we talk about—they don't make shows like that anymore because they made people, they made families sit around the TV and watch it on a Sunday or a Friday, and they don't do that anymore these days. It's not yeah. like that. And like, you know, I think TGIF was the last uh, 
of the breed. You know, I don't know if it'll come back again. I don't know. Well, Breaking Bad is fun for kids and grown up. Yeah. Breaking Bad is good. Very Sit down and watch it with that. your family. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Grab the infants and put on Boardwalk Empire. That's exactly right. Kick back with Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Hello, yeah. family television at its best. Yeah. Peggy, Peggy, come on. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. <laughs> What's meth, Daddy? <laughs> Let's make some together. <laughs> it's, a, it's a science experiment, really. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, so the TGF shows were all fantastic. We all watched them. There's, uh, there's definitely some, uh, uh, at least in the in the realm of Mr. Belvedere, uh, some urban legends that go hand in hand with that show. Uh, and I'm, I'd like Bryce to debunk those for us right now. Uh, or bunk them. Or bunk them. Or, or bunk them. Your, uh, your brother on the show, Rob, yes. uh, who played Kevin, there's a rumor that has been going around the internet for many years yes. that he is Marilyn Manson. And I'm here to tell you it's true. Yes. But I'm also lying. <laughs> um, no, he's not. Although I can see where that came from. Because if you picture Marilyn Manson without the makeup and all that, they would, they would look pretty similar, I think. Both very dark. Yeah, very, yeah. You know, tall, dark, and, and androgynous. <laughs> um, no, uh, it's uh, no. I mean, they they kind of have you know longer faces, and I, I can see that. But but it's not true. He's he's uh, very happily working in uh, in uh, direction and post production. I just had lunch with him this week, as a matter of fact. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We still meet up. Um, that feels good. And now there's the rumor that we all really want to know. Go to it, Cole. So it's the very classy rumor yeah. that uh, Mr. Belver, played by an amazing comedic actor, Christopher Hewitt, uh, there is the rumor that during a table read, he sat down on his own testicles <laughs> and had to be either carted off on a stretcher <laughs> or wow. screamed so loud that yeah. the lighting shook in the room. Um, I, I have heard that one as well, as I'm sure many of you have. And uh, I, I cannot verify it. I know uh, there, was, there was some health scare at one point where he did get carted out of a table read. Um, Is that a health scare, though? Would you uh, classify that? Well, it, well have you, in that case, it probably I've never wouldn't done have it, been. No. In that case, I don't think we would have taken it that seriously. But uh, whatever happened, I, I don't, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Damn, that. Damn, he must the have been hanging that <laughs> The version of that story that I heard actually supposedly came from Adam Sandler when he was supposedly a guest star on the show, which, which never happened. So if Wait, he, did he start that rumor? I don't know. If he was the origin of that, then he was just messing with everybody. And he's a genius. I, That's a strange I, it's rumor. It's very hard to refute. I could picture him Clearly, it's hard to debunk. Yeah. So, um, but to my knowledge, that didn't actually happen that way. But uh, I could be wrong. You're welcome wow. to keep believing it if you want. I was a kid. They didn't tell me everything. You were too so. young for that. Well, it's in the Urban Dictionary to Belvedere yourself. Oh, excellent. really? Yeah, it's, that's a term. Yeah, that's a real thing. True, it is. <laughs> well, here with his side of the story, Adam Sandler, everybody. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you, Cole. Um, <laughs> all right, so that did not happen. We've debunked. And you these. said Winky Dink was dangerous <laughs> and boring. Though I can't think of what health scare he could have had that he was like, uh, cover it up with a ball story. Yeah. No, I don't think Please. it was a cover story. I don't think it was a cover story. I'm really going to save face with this. <laughs> That's right. Make it a, a testicles tale. I think he did, uh, when, he w- uh, when we did the Hollywood Christmas Parade, I believe he fell out of the car, which was, that, that, he, that, was, that was rough. Um, so he, uh, he, did, he did get some treatment for that. Anyway, I, Chris, Chris was a, a lovely, lovely man, but... Uh, 
he uh, he he did have a number of uh, he wasn't that spry. <laughs> so so sometimes things like that happened. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, oh no, it's cool. Uh, so Jody. Yes. Full House. They're all true. No. I Sweet. <laughs> I knew it. I knew there was only four Olsen twins. Um, and they actually control... They are the Illuminati, actually. I knew it. I knew it. That's true. <laughs> One thing, if you watch that show, that you'll notice is that Stephanie is always dancing. You cannot stop her. I can't. No, it's... No, I, well, I, was, I was a dancer as a kid, so they were actually very kind and sort of incorporated that into my character so that I got to still be a part of that world. And, like, a lot of the girls that you saw that would come on and do, like, the, the Stephanie's little dance troupe and stuff were girls that were my friends from my dance studio that I, that I did stuff with. So. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So I don't know what there is to debunk. I did actually... That was me performing. It wasn't CGI'd or anything. Oh, like really? Weird. Yeah. Those, uh, there's people that have isolated out many of those clips that are on YouTube. Uh, yeah. So many. They're kind of amazing. There's they're a Stephanie really dancing great. supercut somewhere? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's so somewhere, many everywhere. of them. They're yeah. like all over the place. Awesome. Yeah, to like really inappropriate rap songs. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> It's like me at like six, and it's like, like bands that make her dance or something. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> That's how you know you've made it, girl. <laughs> totally. As a six-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all happening. <laughs> right, totally. So, I mean, both of you especially like grew up on shows. I mean, you started really early, so it's a different experience than I'm sure for these two who came uh, when they've had a lot of acting careers under their belt. Uh, what did you guys learn like doing episodic television at that young age? How, what was that like for you? Um, I learned curse words. No, I... Um, <laughs> Saget. Yeah, Bob Saget, completely. Um, God, I don't... You know, I mean, it, for me, it was like I was so young when I started doing like commercials and stuff. I was... Four years old when I started doing commercials and, and, and actually acting like on a regular basis, it was just sort of normal for me. Like it wasn't. I don't know that I ever really like took it as a, like a separate experience. Then that's kind of what everybody did is like they went to work and they did you know school in the afternoon or school in the morning and work in the afternoon and that was just sort of what I did. Did you have a performance family or were you the first kid? No, I was the first. I mean, my parents were very like, you know, my dad was a, a superintendent at a gypsum plant in Long Beach Harbor and my mom was a stay at home mom. Like nobody else in my family did anything like that. So can we I go was- back to gypsum plant? Gypsum plant. Would you like to know what a gypsum yeah, plant is? It is, uh, it is what makes drywall. Oh. Yeah, it's the white powdery stuff that like makes drywall. And we all that know that. <laughs> so his job was literally kind of like watching paint dry. Well, no, he was the super. He, like he basically ran like a huge uh, 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 plant down. He Long was Beach the Harbor. president of watching paint dry. Yes, he was the president <laughs> for forty-seven years. Um, yeah, so he, uh, yeah, he worked there for a really long time. Like even when I was on the show and stuff, he still was just went to his normal job. And so you had started dance and stuff very young. Had you? Were they fine with putting you in that business? And like, what was that like as a family transition? Um, I was I, I was an only child, so it was it, like I know a lot of times when there's like one kid that's sort of in in acting and, and in performance stuff and like the other kids are left at home like you know the other ones are like I hate you <laughs> um, so that it was like kind of my, me and my mom went and did auditions and I did you know I, we did the show and um, my family was really supportive of it and they always told me they were like if you don't want to do this anymore like you know you, you can get out of it at any time except for the fact that you signed like a contract but <laughs> um, but I didn't know that so I was like great I have a choice um, 
No, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, my family was really wonderful and supportive though. And they, they were like very normal down to earth, not like the stage parents that like beat me in order to oh, know, get me good. to perform. Yeah. No, I wasn't like some weird, like trained monkey. I actually enjoyed what I did. Not a circus kid. What yeah. Circus, circus boy. boy. Circus yeah. boy. <laughs> right. No. What about you, Bryce? Um, I was a circus boy. Yeah. Um, I, I really owe my acting career almost entirely to my aunt, who had been a USC School of Theater student and, and was an actress herself and saw uh, an, some sort of inkling of talent in me. And uh, so, and was also working for the Savage Agency, and so I, uh, as an accountant, so I was able to uh, get in fairly easily and start auditioning, and, uh, you know, I just, I just sort of snuck in and... Kept at it for a little while and still doing it, sort of, sometimes. <laughs> and you have a Drama 3-4 Productions, which yes. is Yes, I have a production company. I'm a, I'm a, a screenwriter and uh, producer, editor, multi-hyphenate guy now. And uh, we have a sketch show coming up on Friday, October 11th, if anyone, you know, LA Where people. Where is it? Uh, at the Acme Comedy Theater. Awesome. Uh, it's called Q to Q. You can go to their uh, go to the Acme Comedy website is that to. On La Brea? Uh, it is on La Brea. Yeah. Thank you. Next to Amalfi, yeah. they have dinner <laughs> discounts. If you uh, if you want to have dinner before or after the show. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm still doing it somewhat and uh, uh, and but working a lot behind the scenes as well. Reginald and I are available for the Sunshine Boys. We if certainly are. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. If your company We're actually touring right now. We're in touring right yeah, now. Yeah, we are. Wonderful. We'll be in Phoenix next week. Check your <laughs> local. That's a great idea. Let's you know, do we that. should talk about oh, that. Let's do that. We really uh, should. Excuse us. <laughs> Thank you. Fine. Nice. So, Stuart, you had done not necessarily the news for many years. I think it was seven or eight seasons of HBO. Eighty-three. We did, did six. Six. Six seasons. Uh, which was a really like one of the first like HBO original programs and really groundbreaking. Really, really funny. First writing job for Conan O'Brien, uh, Greg Daniels, and great, great cast. Uh, what was that experience like for you? Great. I mean, to this day, I look back on it with real fondness. And you're right. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was the time when there was forgive this phrase cable. Television, there was only about 29% penetration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what they used to call it. And that was just basic cable. Not to, now, the pay cable, like HBO, that was a whole different animal. So it was a, it was, and it was exciting because they had the National Cable Television Association that was trying to make cable uh, a, a reputable, respectable uh, a- entity. So, and there were a lot of good people on, on, on doing cable, but not necessarily the news was. I mean, it started, we literally, the first day, got to the wherever we were at 5 o'clock, and they said, go to the Shell station on the corner, and there's a makeup chair there, and that's where you'll be putting your makeup on, wow. and if you could, please buy gas. <laughs> but, you know, the, the girls were changing behind their car doors. I mean, it started out, it was grassroots. And then it turned out it got better. It got, it got a lot better. And you're right. I mean, the writers were great. The cast was great. We're still friends. We still hang out. It was a wonderful experience. It was really good material. And, and the thing that we're proud of is that uh, besides, we won a lot of awards, but being on HBO, we never, uh, we weren't dirty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't overuse or abuse that privilege of being on cable. It was just really good comedy. It came from a show in England called Not the Nine O'Clock News. 
and they brought it over and they, sh- and they turned it into not necessarily the news. And it, it was just wonderful to be able to play all those parts, meet all those people. Uh, Adam Sandler, uh, no, he was never on our show. <laughs> <laughs> he, he opted to do uh, uh, this show. It was, a, it was a great experience. It was wonderful. And then when you were coming into Dinosaurs, you hadn't done, since then you've done a lot of voice acting, but before that you really hadn't. So what was that audition experience like? Uh, well, I'm proud to say that probably every actor in, in Los Angeles uh, auditioned for, for, that, for that show. Um, the producer knew me from years ago uh, when, we, when we met on a show, my first show here called The San Pedro Beach Bums, which was Aaron Spelling's first and last attempt at hour-long comedy. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, boom. Uh, but he called me in, and, we, uh, and I auditioned uh, a couple, a few times. Was it an audio audition? Or yeah. They, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he was in a room with a bunch of people sitting around, and they said, uh, read the script, and, and, and I did. And, you're, again, you're too young, but there was an actor named Davey Burns, who's a wonderful film actor. You know, when I sort of, you know, thought about the doing him, and, and when I was doing the, the dinosaurs thing... I had him in my, in my head. And th- that changed everything that evolved over the years. But Dinosaurs, if you want me to, to talk a little yeah. bit, okay, yeah. was the, the problem with Dinosaurs, it was the most expensive, maybe to this day, half-hour television show in the history of television. Wow. Yeah, because all of those animate... Does anybody... You know Dinosaurs, right? Oh, yeah. Huge puppets, guys inside the puppets. There was a guy inside the puppets, who Bill Beretta, who is now a big, big uh, executive and, and, at the Henson Company. And Jim Henson, I think, was alive at that time, but Brian, his son, ran it. Uh, those animatronic puppets were so expensive because they break, you know, and they had to refit them, and it just cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So I don't even know what the ratings were. I mean, we came in, we did it, and, and then the sh- when the show was over, I don't know if it was because it was the money. I don't, I don't know if it was because nobody watched it. I really don't know. But they had a beautiful set. You know, and the guys would be under the floors and sticking their hands up in the puppets and doing that stuff. It was exciting. It was an exciting fun I show. I have a question. How much do you think it would cost to do that show today? Millions. Yeah. Oh, millions. Yeah. You know, to, to pay the people to do the, uh, to do the, the, the animatronics. The, the animatronics alone in the heads Because there was thousands. a separate puppeteer for the head, right? Separate puppeteer. There was a guy inside that he put the head on. And then there were guys over here with with hand control. And every show, if one of the characters had to go, oh, they programmed that in so that the eyes went, oh. And then another show, if they had to go, oh, they would program that. Everything was was computerized. So how was your involvement? Did you guys record first? There was a little little English guy. Everybody from the Henson Company did the voices. My guy talked like this, you know. He was like, he he says, hello, honey, I'm home. I'm going to eat you, you know. And and I had to go in later in in a dark room. And he went... And I, you, you had to do it ADR, that automatic dialogue replacement, you know. So you hear and you see the mouth go, and, he, and, and this guy was gone. I'm making it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, honey, what's for dinner? I'm starved. And then you had to go, hi, honey, what's for dinner? I'm starved. But you had to match the, yeah. you had to match the mouth, which was a genuine pain in the ass because, yeah. because one, it's hard. Two... You, in a sense, the, the artistic create, you know, the, you didn't have a chance to do it kind of the way you wanted to yeah. do it. You had to do it kind of the way he did it. And you had to do it with the three beeps. Beep, beep, yeah. beep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beep, <laughs> beep, beep. Hi, honey, I'm home. I'm hungry. I'm starving. Get the damn dinner on the table. Right. You know, and that's, that's the way it worked. 
I always used to say it was a great job to have and a really tough job to do. Because mm-hmm. you sit in a room for eight hours alone with the producer going, nah, do it again. Nah, it's not quite right. Nah, do it again. Mm. Oh, wow. And I read somewhere that the reason I'm not that... saying it's like breaking rocks or putting in, you know, highways. It's I'm no not, gypsum plant. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm not <working> my, <laughs> my, my friend who was a brilliant director, he said, well, I, we worked hard. Oh, did you make me I did. I may, I, well... <laughs> Sensitive electronic equipment. Yeah, I know. Now I just decided to spill a, a Diet Coke all over some electrical wires. I don't think <laughs> <I don't> care. <laughs> the stars well, I'm of never, TGIF never burned to death this Sunday afternoon. Cole, we're finally going to get some press Yay. coverage. <laughs> you got some like, white do, snakes fireworks? I do what there. I need. Okay. I, I read somewhere that the reason that Earl sighs a lot is because the guy inside the suit, in order to see, the only way he could see is when the mouth was like really open, so they would like, work that in so they wouldn't like walk into walls and stuff. That's exactly right. You know, like, uh, yeah. And this guy, Bill Beretta, he, he lost height at the end of the three years. I mean, it, because he had to walk around in that suit, and he literally oh, wow. lost. Yeah, he lost. But you know, like I said, he's a, he was a great. He's now. Or like one of the executives of Henson Company. So, it all so he's okay. Yeah. He's fine. Small Kevin you know, he was paid well for that, yeah. those three inches. <laughs> lost height. For the yeah. shrinking. He was paid well for three inches. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'd change oh. businesses if that were true. <laughs> but we're enough putting, about me. <laughs> we're putting that quote on a T-shirt. It's going to be our best, <laughs> our best seller. I T-shirt. Oh, man. Uh, all right, so Family Matters, oh, Reginald. Yeah. Um, yeah. One, of, like, one of my favorite shows. It was fantastic. Amazing. Also, it, uh, nine seasons, it, it went and went. And it was a spinoff. It came yeah. from uh, Perfect Strangers. Um, so how did, how did, what was that process like for you guys? You, just, you, you guessed it on that, and then suddenly... Well, I guessed it on Perfect Strangers, and uh, I had no idea that they were going to have a spinoff at the time I did it. And um, I came in and played Harriet Winslow's husband, and I guess they got the idea to have Harriet have her own show, and um, the rest is history. So I, you know, I, I, it came from Perfect Strangers. Was there I another audition for. process, or were they just like, "Hey, guess who got a show? You." Well, you know, it's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Look under the tree. <laughs> Something there for you. <laughs> Actually, when I, um, after I did Die Hard, uh, they called me in from after seeing that movie, and uh, they said, "Well." would you have a problem playing a cop? And I said, no, no, not at all. And uh, they auditioned me then at that time, and I had no idea that they were going to have a spinoff at the time, and so it was for one Perfect Strangers episode, and then they, they said, okay, we're going to do this, and so, you know, we did it. So you didn't have to test her? I mean, like, for an no. actor, this is such a crazy dream of just right. basically getting a call that you're right. going to have a show right. after doing a guest spot on a different That was right. actually how I got Full House. Mm-hmm. Was what? Uh, yeah, I actually I never auditioned for Full House. I, I did a guest appearance on a show called Valerie, which later became The Hogan Family. I played the next-door neighbor's uh, niece, Pamela Poole, and they cast me as Stephanie on that show. I never auditioned. Oh, well, my God. Tom Miller and Bob Boyette, when they wanted something, they just wanted it, and they, yeah. got, you know, they got it. He really didn't have to audition. If they knew they wanted this person, they would say, you know, we want you, and that was it, and that's how it that's so Stuart yeah, and I absolutely. are the only ones who've ever earned a role? <laughs> <laughs> I, see. Okay. I see. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> so you've, uh, you've played a cop a couple of times. Uh, Turner you know, and Hooch. I don't know what it is. Almost uh, exclusively. <laughs> 
they just keep casting me as cops and you know and well not anymore now i'm grandfathers now but um <laughs> it you know it, it was a it was a it was a nice gig if i could get it every time i go up with something that get it was a cop and so I, you know i got to say i guest starred on on his show once and being a guest on a television show is a very lonely thing Tell me about uh, it. It's just lonely, you know, because you, you're an outsider. And this gentleman was so kind to me and so sweet and made me feel so comfortable. And when a lot of people on other shows don't do that, but he did. So I appreciate that. I appreciate Aww. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you ignored the straining order and decided to come to <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I actually followed his career from, from, from way back. I mean, he's, he's guested on everything. You have done every show that is ever made in history. Every show in and California. Every character. <laughs> and, and, and once in Bulgaria, I did a guest spot. You're like a, you're like a comfortable shoe. You know, you really are. It's, I love watching this man. He's, he's wonderful. You, Grandfather Cup and Comfortable Shoe. Hey. <laughs> this Sunday. Sunshine Boys. ABC. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd watch it. The hell with Sunshine Boys. We're doing that. Take it on the road. <laughs> so, I mean, because of your history playing a cop, you got to play a cop in uh, what is arguably, and I won't even argue it, the greatest action film of all time, Die Hard. Isn't it great? <laughs> There'll never be another film like it. We, we, when we did that, well, I was on that film for five months, and I never saw the light of day. I, all of my stuff was filmed at nighttime. And uh, let me tell you how I got that job. I was in New York and at the time, and I, I was about to give up the business and go into advertising And because uh, I was just not getting work. I wasn't getting any, any gigs. And so my agent called me at the last moment. He said, well, t- I, had a, I had a cold. I was very sick. He said, well, listen, go, t- go into there having this reading for this new movie from this TV show guy named Bruce Willis. I said, well, who is he? What's his name? And um, they're giving him a, an action movie. So said, oh, okay, I'll go in. I'll go in and I audition for the part. And there was a, there was a, a guy before me that was waiting to audition. And uh, his name was Wesley Snipes. <gasps> and so he wasn't Wesley Snipes at the yeah. time. And so uh, I said, well, I'm going to go and listen to this guy and see how he auditions and listen. And uh, because I was frustrated, I just want to do something different. So when I got my chance, I said to myself, I said, well, the camera was there. And I said, look, I'm giving up the business because I can't seem to get work. If you give me the job, I'll do the best for you. <gasps> I did all of that, and I said, to hell with it. You know, I'm just, you know, this is it. And so Bruce Willis saw the tape and said, well, let's get that guy. So they flew me out to California. They flew me out, and uh, they tested me for about three days, and they finally gave me Physics the job. Physics and stuff like that? Yeah. It was, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was, it was, a, it was a, I was terrified to do that movie. You know, I was uh, my first supporting gig, and now I have to do the damn thing. But uh, Bruce Willis was very kind to me and very giving, and nobody knew at the time that it was going to be the phenomena that it became, you know, with Die Hard 20, you know, and uh, it, it, it was one of those things that you, you, an actor, you know, hopes for in their career that um, it's just a lovely thing, you know, and so. And you were working on it for five months. Five months, and in, in, at night. Oh, my god. I would gosh. go to bed, and I would sleep until 6 o'clock. Get up and go to the set. Stay till about four in the morning. Go home and go to bed. It was it was it was something exciting though. It really was. And so during the film, did you get any kind of sense of how good the movie was going to be? I mean, people don't know what kind of project they're going into usually. Well, when you work with Joel Silver, 
every movie's going to be good. He thinks every movie that he does is going to be good. So <laughs> you believe it, you yeah. know. So, uh, but it was it was an exciting time for me, and I, I'll never forget it. I'll always uh, remember those, uh, you know, the the whole the whole experience, you know. So. And that, that whole thing to me is like, if you listen to the commentaries and that kind of stuff, it's all talking about how like, oh, the film was almost never made. No one could buy Bruce Willis as yeah. an action star, which yeah. now is like, yeah. that's all he did for like 20 years exactly. after that movie. But at the yeah. time, like, you know, he was this charismatic guy in Moonlighting. Like, he can't be an action hero. And they offered it to like Stallone and Swartz, like all these people. His career outlasted his hair. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It, when, you, when he did start Die Hard, he had hair. Now he Die Hard, what, Die Hard 15, there's no hair at all? <laughs> I think that's the name of it. Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did Wesley Snipes do in his audition? What did you hear? Well, he did a very good job, actually. But he screamed the lines, you know, I'm sorry, Wes. Is, <laughs> is he home yet? <laughs> can, he, can he hear this? He's on another podcast in another room right now, oh, so you don't have to worry. They, they overlap, so yeah. we're good. Well, he screamed the lines and everything. I said, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something different. You know, and so. Open up with a plea for with a, a plea, career. Begging. <laughs> <laughs> so. Lead with a bag. Oh, it's good. And you reprised the role on Chuck a couple of years ago, right? I sure did. If they Listen, they pay me, I'll do anything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they said they're going to give me a nice check to do that. I said, hell yeah, let's go do this, you know? <laughs> Because like, like Stuart was saying, when you, when you guest on everything, it's really a lowly job. You know, you, you either do it for the money or you do it because you don't do it for anything else. You know, because you feel like the, the redheaded stepchild, excuse me, I don't mean any harm. But you feel, you feel like, you know, you're the outsider that's coming in. And uh, it's, it, it stinks. It really does. And so and I've been guesting a lot since uh, Family Matters ended. I've been guesting a lot on a lot of shows. And so I feel that same thing that you were talking about. So. And you're doing uh, you're recurring on Heart of Dixie now, right? Oh God, yes. <laughs> I have no idea what that response means. Well, <laughs> no, either I, I, way, I never, I never realized really how much I would hate that word recurring, because recurring means that you're not there until they want you to be there, and when you're there, well, which dressing room are you in? Well, you're going to be over in the trailer over there, and you know, and you have to like sustain this character that's not always there. And so it's, it, I play this character, his name is Dash DeWitt, and he's sort of like this sort of semi-fay blogger, and he gossips about everybody, and he <laughs> talks about everybody, and he's sort of... Uh, <clears throat> and I have to sustain this, this character, and, you know, and I have to keep it up every time I go, and I don't go sometimes for three weeks in, 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 in a year. And so, so do you just do it like... When you go out in public, like yeah. just for fun. <laughs> just to stay fresh, exactly right. Just keep going. Fresh. But at the same time, people won't let Carl Winslow die. Yeah. You know, they, they, they. You know, it's a very strange thing when you try to to move forward, and people still assume that you're this guy. They, I mean, the supermarket. They say, "Hey, did you bring Harriet with you?" <laughs> you know, where's Urkel, Michael? He's in the trunk in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys all experienced that? Maybe Stuart less because you don't look as similar to your character. <laughs> sorry, what? Have you all experienced people not wanting to separate you from a role? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, no. Maybe it's because I, I the, the stuff, the serious stuff that I've done, like not necessarily the news, I played, there were so many different characters, yeah. or the movies come, come sporadically. 
But the answer is no. I mean, I haven't been on one series as strongly associated with well, like a character like Reginald. Yeah. And, and not being an actual dinosaur does help. Yeah, I think it helps. Yeah. 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 Weren't you that right, dinosaur right. on that show? Right, 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 right. <laughs> Giant green lizards are very, it's really tight cast. I mean, you can't get out of that. I mean, we can help. We can walk around and be like, hey, it's Michael Douglas's friend from Fatal Attraction. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew right. it. <laughs> Yes, it's, that's, that happens a lot. They say, are, are you an actor? Michael Douglas's friend from Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Hey, did, did they boil a rabbit for reals? Did you know the rabbit? <laughs> Is that Wesley? Hi, Wesley. <laughs> no, it's just Woody. You know, what they just call, Woody. you know what they call a woman in England because of Fatal Attraction? That is... That is uh, um, Oh well, I was going to say ballbuster, but that's perhaps, but but it's, but it's harsh and is and is controlling. Belvedere? No, no. Well, that's that Belvedere. Yeah. If she sits on Christopher Ewan, yeah. It's a, it's they, a they call him a bunny. Term. They call him a bunny burner. <gasps> really? Yeah. That's because of Fatal Attraction. Wow. Oh man, she's a bunny burner. Oh wow! I'm going to start wow. using that. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. Uh, total bunny, bunny burner. burner. I, I, yeah, I would have gone somewhere totally else with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Should we do this? Let's do this thing. Yeah. Let's so one of, the, one of the staples of the TGIF shows is very special episodes. Boom, boom, um, boom. Because there was a lot of, you know, wholesome lessons learned and things and like that. And some was pretty scandalous lessons. When you look back, you're like, ugh. They, there's some pretty ballsy subjects. <laughs> you gotta stop bringing them balls. <laughs> 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 right back. That's true. Sorry. There were a lot of Belvedere. Uh, I Belvedere it. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. So we uh, we're gonna throw out a topic, and uh, one of your shows dealt with it. And let's see if you guys can remember uh, what was what. Yep. Do we have to ring in? Do we have like buzzers? Or sure. Yeah. You can. Yeah. You, can okay. you can make your own you noise mind. though. Any noise you like. Um, gun violence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I remember that one. That was indeed Family Matters. Season 6, episode 15, The Gun. And that episode stood out for a few reasons. One of them was a rap that everyone participated in. And also, Freddie Prince Jr. was a bad guy in it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I was in my dressing room during his scenes, but you know, I remember he was on the show, yeah. And then it ended with a real serious close-up. Yeah, that's true. As they do. Remember that. They have to. And okay. that's one to grow on. Um, <laughs> cigarettes. Uh, I think that was, yeah. Yep, bring yeah. that in. <laughs> that was my noise, by the way. That it was, was a good. sentence, actually. Uh, yeah. You have a very, yeah. very yeah. nonchalant yeah. buzzer. Right, right. It's just yes, a bunny. Please. If you don't mind. Uh, that was uh, Full House Season 7, Episode 5, Fast Friends. Yes. You got pressured. I did. But you stood up to that pressure. Of course, Stephanie always did. I what? think we actually were like smoking the fake cigarettes on backstage too, or like trying to get our hands on them. They were like cloves or something. I was like, oh, I totally want to do it, but you know. Was can there? I just an say, can I just say one thing, please? Yes. I've been wanting to say this all evening. Oh, God, please do it. How rude! <laughs> oh, that was me. That was me. <laughs> Ring it. My favorite Ring line. It. Yeah, I got How that. rude. Yeah. So we're going to have, uh, we'll have Stephanie uh, say it, and then you'll go in the booth. You'll Thank get a you. three count, and then yeah. you have to match her mouth. And we'll who's, who's sticking their hand up the puppet's ass? <laughs> uh, all right. I'm losing three inches. <laughs> AIDS. Splort. <laughs> that was us. 
God, that's funny. AIDS? Really? Yeah, yeah, AIDS. Yes. Over there, yes. Season and two. Ch- and childhood AIDS. Yeah, baby To make things uh, even crazier. Yeah, no, that's how they you know, wanted to, to humanize Radical. the topic. Uh, rightfully so. It was... Uh, Wesley had a, a friend who was a hemophiliac and it had contracted AIDS and it was wow. wasn't sure right how to be around Ryan him White. in school. Uh, was yeah, it, it was it was yeah. it was right when AIDS was like a big hot topic and uh, and and the controversy over AIDS and like how do you be around people with AIDS and is it dangerous and et cetera, et cetera. So That's we amazing. We sort of took it upon ourselves to educate the public. I say we like I had any, anything to do you with it. You actually directed that episode. <laughs> I, did, I did. I came to them and I said, look, this is something I really care about. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was, that was a, big, uh, a big press one for us. The, uh, the sort of... Uh, well, taking... I, was, I couldn't remember how it was handled. I just remembered the episode. And then I watched a clip on YouTube and the little boy comes in your house and they're like hey how you doing he's like pretty good except I have AIDS yes <laughs> so weird yeah. sidebar I have AIDS now womp <laughs> womp it was very strange oh, really? it, it was like an, it was like a Debbie Downer sketch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I gave it that family feel you know yeah warm hearted yeah <laughs> uh, steroids process of elimination was that that? That was us. <laughs> On a very special episode of Dinosaur. <laughs> steroids. <laughs> what, was it, what was it about? The episode was called Steroids to Heaven, which Steroids is heaven? amazing. That's, great, great that's title. Fantastic. Yeah, that's great good. title. It's true. Um, and Robbie had found a plant in the woods, yes. the thornoids that he was eating and yep. getting buff. And then he was like raging out on people. I do people. remember. Yeah. And they ended it funny, like with a little wink to very special episodes by saying like, don't do drugs because if you do, we have to make Was Lance Armstrong in that episode? It's <laughs> <laughs> <Lance> Armstrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> They also did on Dinosaurs a memorable episode called What Sexual Harris Meant. What Sexual Harris Meant. That I remember. Which was about sexual harassment in yeah. the workplace. Yeah. Uh, was where... Sexual Harris. <laughs> that was a, a character. That was a joke, but that yeah. was the whole that's deal. The whole but that's joke. a weird name for someone. Oh. Sexual Harris. They should have seen it coming, really. Anyone yeah. that got in this way. They tried to tackle, as I recall, uh, a lot of issues like that. Yeah. You know, a lot of uh, social issues. And it would maybe it was one of the reasons we're not in the air anymore because it was like the kids are going, I don't get it. And, and the parents are going, oh, well, that's nice, but I don't care about the puppets. So, you know. <laughs> well, I think you, your show gets the distinction of at least the four on stage for having the saddest finale uh, of all time I, ever, yeah. maybe, of any yep. TV show. Let me, I, let me tell you, I saw Oh, that. God, I remember. No, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. It, I was traumatized. I, that's, I it blame was, you. It was controversial in the world of television. But I, I saw it recently, and I'm saying to myself, wow, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, it was sad, but great. I mean, just great and gutsy to, really? to do that. And if you haven't seen it, uh, the Sinclair family causes the extinction of dinosaurs. Like, everyone dies. Everybody dies. Everyone dies. The baby that we've come everybody. to love and hate. Gone. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it yeah, was... sorry. Yeah, sorry we spoiled the ending Spoiler of Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, you guys well, were going to watch it Go tonight. to YouTube. Well, it's all different. It it's not what we're talking about at all. Go watch it. Yeah, it's about we're going to talk about Citizen today. Kane next. It'll be good. <laughs> I had it Too in my soon. TiVo right next to King of Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, well, we do a thing on the podcast called Firsts. We do this mm-hmm. every episode. It's a different first from life. Uh, this is episode 129, which, of course, is the episode you celebrate. Yeah. 129. I Finally. Mean, that's the number. <laughs> uh, the first question is, what was your first onstage or onscreen kiss? Oh. Ooh. Stuart Bankin for the win. Uh, it was, as I recall, the first thing I did out here was called the San Pedro Beach Bums, I, I said. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think I, I, I was in an acting class. Lyle Wagoner was our teacher. Yeah, wow. yeah. And uh, I had a, during the scene, I had to kiss this girl, I think, uh, this woman. And I think that, as I recall, first on-screen kiss. On-stage kiss, there, there was others because, you know, came from theater. But that was my first on-screen kiss. What was we were married. Feeling? I married the woman. <gasps> no, I didn't. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh, you bought it. I'm so excited. <laughs> you all bought it. a very special episode of <laughs> the San Pedro Beat Bar. <laughs> uh, I think Stephanie had like a makeout party episode. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, or there might have been one where. I kissed somebody on like a New Year's episode. Stephanie was kind of a whore. Um, <laughs> God, just like making out all over the place. She was like nine. Um, yeah, like who had makeout parties when they were that young? Who had who had makeout parties really? <laughs> um, God, yeah, I think there was like a couple episodes. I can't remember the which one was first. Was like the makeout party or the one where I was like supposed to kiss like the boy and I was terrified. Does it stand out as being like embarrassing as a kid going into that or was it just... Not really embarrassing it was just like, oh, I'm gonna get this over with. Like it was just weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just weird. And, but, you know I've gotten past that. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my first uh, screen kiss uh, and possibly my last was, uh, was, also, was on Belvedere and uh, we had, they were actually, they were also trying to set up a spinoff where uh, we had a, uh, a black family who was going to run the uh, donut shop, and uh, yeah, uh, right. Belvedere was like frequenting. <laughs> yeah. Belvedere was frequenting the donut shop. Always the one, <laughs> right? And uh, Belvedere was frequenting the donut shop, and so the uh, they they were like trying to set up a uh, a little thing between me and the daughter, and so we had. We had an on-screen kiss that was that was really awkward, as I recall, because they were concerned about our age and how it would look on screen if we kissed. So it was all extremely choreographed. It was like you have to keep your heads in line. Like we couldn't like kiss, kiss. You couldn't touch your boobs. How old were you? No, that was right out. There was uh, uh, I was probably. This was toward the end, so I'm—I I'm, mean, I was like 12 or 13, so. So there was no tongue. No. Well. No, no tongue. Absolutely no tongue. I mean, I don't think there would have been anyway, but but there was. That's that's usually frowned upon in stage kisses. I don't know if anyone. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was like we had to keep our heads straight on and like kind of just come in and mash noses, and that that was like had, how we had to do it. <laughs> I don't think I've had one yet. I don't know. I you think... never kissed your wife on Family Matters. Sad marriage. You're like, yeah. if we get to the tenth season, if we get to ten. People were not ready. I'm just kidding. I, yeah, yes, we did. Of course, we kissed. You know, and uh, several times actually. And yeah. I don't remember when was the first time. But my first kiss, period, on screen was with a dog. Actually. <laughs> really, I, did, I did a film called Turning Hooch, uh-huh. and I had to kiss the dog in one scene. I think it was. You and got tongue from that. 
No, no tongue. No, oh. no tongue with that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we kissed a lot on the show. Yes, we did. You know, so. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> How about you, Vanessa? I'm sure you've had a stage kiss or something. I, yeah, uh, in college, there was a play, and it was a really traumatic, dark, like, Irish play. I did a horrible Irish accent. And... My, the guy that was playing my fiance would ram his tongue down my throat Ooh. every time. Ooh. On stage, I couldn't do anything about it. I hated him. Ooh. Rob, if you're out there. <laughs> Let's bring him out to make up for it. <laughs> make up for Wesley Snipes. I'm a little turned on. I don't know about you. <laughs> I, I'm tingling a little bit, aren't you? I was turned on when you were talking about kissing your wife. No, uh, so. <laughs> My first kiss Ooh. was also in Turner and Hooch. Uh, <laughs> when I went, I went to San Francisco State, and then the broadcasting department there shot this kind of like 30-minute made-for-TV, like kind of after-school specialty thing called Sword of Change. And it was about a kid Sword played by change. me who was like kind of a punk and like F authority. And then um, I tried to steal a samurai sword from a guy's karate studio. Mm-hmm. And he catches me, and he's like, I will not report you. If you train with me, let's rip off the karate kid. So I did that and like learned a teeny bit of karate. None Wait, of which who I did you kiss? Yeah, I was like the, say, the uh, girl. I thought he was gonna say, "I'm gonna send report you uh, make out with me." Which then there was a old love old interest for me that well, she saw like my change and my confidence oh. now, and so your I kissed sword her and match. Your my sword, 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 sword of change. My sword of change. S W O R D. I like it. I like it better as sword of change. It's like he's sort of. There's a little bit of growth. Not a real strong point. And so yeah, the kiss was in that, and it was not at all fun. Because it was all awkward and weird. Well, there you go. Um, all right, so that was first. It's treat time. It's treat time. So Or trick. Uh, you guys are going to feel tricked, but it's a treat. We're such fans of all you guys and your shows, and, uh, and I'm a big fan of fanfic. So, uh, <laughs> uh, oh no, they say. You're a big fan of what? Fan, fan fiction. Here you oh, 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 sorry. So I, I went ahead that. and I, I, I wrote up like a scene for you guys. Yes. <laughs> To do, uh, okay, so Reginald. Um, is I'm, there an on screen kiss? Uh, it is. Okay. Reginald, I'm going to have you read Carl. Uh, <laughs> Why don't we mix them up? You could take on uh, Earl. <laughs> if you could read Stephanie, that would be Perfect. great. And uh, if you can go ahead and uh, maybe Wesley. Oh, oh, not stage okay. directions? Here, wait, I'll hold on. Stage directions. Thing. Oh, there, we okay, go. there we go. Uh, all right. I don't think there's, there's is no stage Carl a cop? Carl is a cop. He's a cop. Oh, okay. yeah, oh there is. Carl Wait, yes, there is. How original. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll, read, uh, I'll read the stage directions. There's not only a few. Okay. Because you guys have got to set the scene. <laughs> One of Chicago's finest cops, Carl Winslow, looks up and down a police lineup full of characters from TJF's beloved Friday night lineup. He clears his throat and speaks. <laughs> Never auditions. Okay, okay, listen up, people. You are probably all wondering why we brought you in. There's been a murder. And you're all suspects. <gasps> the lineup whispers excitedly. Hey, Carl I hey, 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 come on, come on, come on. Come on, you're all suspects. And that's it. I have spoken. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> What's that, Miss Tanner? Ha- you have something to say? I don't even know who was murdered, and I'm a suspect? You jumped to more conclusions than Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> it's, it's Steve Urkel. He was found yesterday strangled to death with his own bow tie. Urkel? The nerdy kid? I, I, 
I mean, I, I met him years ago. He, he actually helped me pick out glasses, but I, I've got nothing against him. Uh, maybe it's that Balky guy. No, Balky's got an alibi. He was in my, Meepos the whole summer. <laughs> well, well, pin a rose on your nose. Look, I'm out of catchphrases. Okay, can I go? What about hot dog? Oh, man, you are good. <laughs> Fine, you can go. I have spoken. He looks down the line and finds Earl, a giant flannel-wearing dinosaur. And what about you, Mrs. Sinclair? Uh, me? Are you serious? I've been extinct for millions of years. <laughs> that wasn't even that good. <clears throat> I was so moved. Okay. Um, nature finds a way. I learned that from Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, jeez. Even if I could have done it, why would I? I mean, my kid hits me with a frying pan at will, and I didn't kill him. <laughs> I saw the finale. You were the one who sprayed the defoliant that eventually le- le- led to your species extinction. Exti- extinction. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> No, so, so really, really, did you kill baby Sinclair? Um, butterfly effect. Potato, potato. <laughs> Where were you last night around 10, 10 p.m., Earl? Well, I tried to take Robbie shopping at Tower Video, uh, record, Tower Records, The Good Guys, Montgomery Ward, and Hollywood Video. But it turns out they are extinct, too. <laughs> so we ended up hanging with Mr. Cooper. He can vouch for us. <laughs> Now, if Mark Curry has your back, then you're good. You can go. I have spoken. Which just leads you, Mr. Owens. Wasn't me, big guy. Never met that Urkel kid. Hey, don't call me the big guy. Steve always did that, and it makes me crazy. Oh? How crazy did it make you? Crazy enough to kill? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? No! I get it, Winslow. Belvedere wanted to strangle me every day. He's your foil. He... He pushed me too far. He destroyed my garage. Every season, he ruins something for us Winslows. And he is the one who gets his own cereal. It's not fair. It's just not fair. I ask myself, three, two, one, one, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? And it's always the same, Steve. Nine seasons of that and you finally cracked. No one can blame you, other than the prosecutors and other police and stuff. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it hadn't been for you meddling kids. I'm an adult. (laughs) Time has passed. Whatever. You have to face the consequences. You killed him. Killed him? Killed him? Did I do that? (laughs) Everyone laughs and laughs as the credits roll. The end. You people are sick. <laughs> sick. <laughs> sick. Thanks to David Mamet for crafting that for us oh, last really night. Beautiful, right? So I'm really? so glad he took the time out. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Vanessa, let's take it home with your questions. Okay. Uh, here's an exciting one because she, I know one answer. And I'm really. She asks this every single podcast that we've ever done. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? Not yet, Jody. <laughs> 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 okay, sorry. 
You can go first. Yes, I have been an Olsen twin. How'd it go? Uh, it, it was a lovely experience. <laughs> I remember she was she was holding. It was a it was a ABC special thing, and uh, she was in the arms of Bob Saget. And I said hi, and she just touched my face, and that was it. Oh, sweet, sweetheart. You still glow from it. I, I was, I was touched. <laughs> Stuart, were you? That's so my lucky? ultimate experience. No. Oh. <laughs> I, I gotta say no too. I'm sorry. Take us home, Jody. Well, if, yes, of course. Yes. But you know, they actually were also run like the puppets on dinosaurs. <laughs> Bob, Bob Saget actually did that. He was, he, he was in your the face. Suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I get excited every time. Uh, okay. If you could reprise your character and crash any current show, what show do you crash? So you are the character you played, but you can be on any TV show Oh, that would be all. fun. It's a thinker. Probably Castle would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, is uh, is sort of uh, I like her, so I'd like to do that. <laughs> She's the new Penny. Yes, <laughs> She's the new Penny. <laughs> penny, <Yeah>. Stana. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see Carl Winslow on Breaking Bad. Oh yeah! Oh my God, that'd be it. Walter White, did you do that? <laughs> I was going to say Breaking Bad, but I thought oh. it might be a little bit ironic. Um, <laughs> can't make fun of yourself. Um, God, uh, you know, I think, I think Stephanie on Game of Thrones would be really interesting. Just She's going to get killed with, fast. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, first episode, yeah. for sure. But, uh, but I, I would, I mean, I'd be fun. And, you know, Stephanie could be, like, naked or something weird. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah. I think everyone eventually gets naked on that show, whether you want to see it or not. All those yep. people that made those dance videos of you were like, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think stuff on Game of Thrones would be awesome. Beautiful. Nice. Uh, I actually have, uh, Wesley has guested on some shows recently in a weird way. Uh, I, for some reason, the last couple seasons of television, a lot of people have been requesting to use footage of me. So I was, uh, I was actually a B storyline on uh, on Go On, the Matthew Perry what? show, not too long ago. Um, oh, yeah, but uh, I think if uh, if I got to see Wesley on a show, I think uh, Parks and Rec would be, oh, yeah. would be a good one. That'd be yeah. good. Can see that. I'd love to do that. Okay. I know you've all gotten this a million times, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, so you've angered a wizard, and you either... <laughs> hate he's going to punish that. you, but yep. you have to choose between one of these two punishments. Either uh, you only wear the wardrobe from the show you were on for the rest of your life, and it can be adapted somewhat to fit, but only with elastic. Like, it's not going to fit perfectly. It's going to be just sort of tied well, around. It the 80s. I think we all were wearing elastic pretty much. <laughs> You're going to be fine. Okay, good. Um, or the only music you'll hear for the rest of your life is the theme song from your show. Like, every time everyone else hears music, that's all you hear. And it can be different, like, versions of it, but if you went to a festival... Every band you hear is just playing that song on repeat forever. It's a gentleman, Vampire Weekend. Tricks on the China, never knew it before. I am suddenly so depressed. <laughs> uh, well, I, I personally would take the music because I don't want to lose another three inches. <laughs> yeah. Or have someone's hand up your ass. <laughs> Well, no, that. That's... <laughs> Penny. 
<laughs> that happened after we wrapped. And I, I didn't think that, that got out. He is taking interviews. Yes. Um, I think, uh, while I agree that that is a sad proposition, I think I would, uh, I think I would probably uh, take the wardrobe because uh, I, uh, those, all those sweaters I wore would have a lot of hipster cred now. So. Oh, yeah. I loved your theme song, though. Like, for some reason, the theme it always kind of made is me like, a little sad. It was the piano. I don't know. I just, I get a little yeah. I don't, re- kind of I don't remember. Did you sing a little bit of his theme song? I mean, I can't sing it, but I was listening to no, it. Or, no, it's okay. <laughs> no. We're ready, Jody. I can't even sing my own <laughs> theme song. Like, um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, I would probably go for the clothes because it's basically like what's at American Apparel right now yeah. anyway. So <laughs> I kind of look cool. So, yeah, clothes for sure. And right. a side pack. I think I'd take the music because I, I can see myself still going to big and tall. You know, <laughs> I want to leave my options open. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> Everyone did it. Good job. You did, you did. Yeah. Uh, we'll ask uh, one final question on the way out here. Says we're, um, if you guys had to pick uh, one episode that you like are the most proud of that you did in the run of your shows, what would that be? I'll go first. Uh, it was an episode called The Quilt. And it, it was, uh, this, this, the storyline was that Laura, my daughter, she accidentally sold this uh, quilt that, that my mother made and it had all of the, the relatives and family members sewed into the quilt, and it meant so much to her. And we, Carl and, 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 and Laura, went to the lady who bought the quilt to try to get the quilt back, and uh, it, it, it just meant a lot to me. So I remember that episode. Nice. Uh, it wasn't well. If it was dinosaurs, it would be the last episode because that, yeah. that was really what we're. But if I would actually, the thing that I that I liked a lot was one I was doing not necessarily the news. We did not necessarily the Olympics, and I kind of enjoyed you know the stuff that I had to do in there. Like I played Nadja Comaneci. <laughs> I very with the whole thing, the whole thing. A unitard, even. I was wearing a leotard, and the afterwards, the DP came up to me. He says, "Where, where did you put your junk?" <laughs> he he belvedered it. Actually. I belvedered it. Belvedered it. Nice, nice. Oh, I'm actually not proud of any of the Full House episodes. So. No, I... Catherine Heigl, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> um. No, I, you know, I, uh, I think there was one actually that dealt with, um, with like a, a friend of Stephanie's who was being abused at school. And I, I, I seem to remember like they handled it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they, they talked about it, I thought, in a way that like kids could kind of relate to. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I hope somewhere out there like some kid stopped getting beaten because of a Full House episode. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we had an episode where uh, Belvedere got sick or, or injured. I don't totally remember, but he, he wound no, that up... That was a table reading. He went, that was a table reading. He had Belvedere himself. And, um, but he was, uh, he was briefly in a coma, and, and I had a big dramatic scene where Wesley got to, to uh, actually tell Belvedere how important he was to him, and it, it was probably, to date, my finest acting moment. So uh, I think that one would probably be my most... Uh, Cherished. Nice. Well, guys, it's been this magical. This was our most cherished episode. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, number 129, was it? Uh-huh. Yeah. You, Thank you, know, you guys. I, I, I don't know if for, for, I'm speaking for everybody, but 
to do a, a thing like this, and the first thing was a question to one of the celebrities. So your star sat on his testicles. You gotta. <laughs> you have to admire this this show. Thank you. Almost, Thank you. You have to admire the ballsiness of it. <laughs> no way to go from here, but down. <laughs> Three inches. <laughs> Pop my culture. The show with balls. There you go. Or not. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being Absolutely. here. It means an absolute well. lot to us. Thank you. Guys, please give it up for Reginald L. Johnson, Stuart Pankin, Jody Sweeten, Bryce Beckham. I'm Cole Stratton. That's I'm Vanessa, Vanessa Raglan. Raglan. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Uh, most of us are on Twitter as well. Yep. So find us. Thank you guys for coming, and thanks for watching thank on Daily Motion as well. Thanks to the LA Podfest. Thanks for having us. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>